and welcome back to another edition of the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. I'm your host, Drew Champlin. You can search for our podcast on any podcast platform. Just type in Champs Corner, probably even type in Mark Jennings. It's only been about a week since we talked to you last, but a lot of stuff has happened and we uh, there's been a huge listener demand to talk about the Alabama LSU game and, and lots of questions about what's going on with the uh, Alabama basketball tournament as it relates to the older players where Mark is a going to be the general manager of and um, a lot, lots of stuff to get to it. But let me uh, bring in my co-host Mark Jennings. Mark, how you doing? Drew, as always, it is a pleasure to come on your podcast. Came on last week. Come back this week, Drew. I feel great about it. I'm excited about uh, being on here. we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. i uh, got some basketball news to discuss. I'm looking forward to it. Drew, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Mark. Thanks. And uh, if, I, if I heard this right, did you hire yourself an intern recently? That's correct, Drew. We had thousands of applications for the internship. I settled on one, uh, one person. I believe he's Nigerian. His name is Yorgo. Uh, he had a question in the podcast last week. I was real impressed by the question outside of making my intern. Uh, a few issues there. He does like to, to listen to subscription sites some, but uh, my wife's gotten known pretty well, and she approves of them. So uh, I'm excited about having an intern, Drew. He's making $2.85 an hour, which we all know is more than enough to put, pay his tuition at Sanford. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad he's here. I'm glad he's on the uh, – uh, as part of the machine we got working over here, Drew, with the podcast. And uh, I, 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 I think it's going to be fantastic. Outstanding. Um, we talked a lot about the XFL and, and bringing some uh, professional football to Birmingham. Any update on that? Do you have anything going on behind the scenes? Nothing new to report, Drew. We're just still fighting. I don't go, um, going against the mayor. He's really holding us back. Uh, you know, I talked last week about how Mayor Woodson's really holding back the entire city of Birmingham, and really, uh, Birmingham has a lot of opportunities to move forward, but they can't make those opportunities as long as Mayor Woodson's in office. So, uh, I'm in the process of starting what they call a pack, Drew. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but the pack uh, to get Woodson out of office. I don't have all the details ready yet, but I'll, uh, I'll be making that available hopefully pretty soon, uh, so people can donate and get Mayor Woodson out of office. Yeah, he put on his Twitter feed that the city of Birmingham is involved in very productive talks to move the Morehouse-Tuskegee football classic to Birmingham, and he also mentioned something about how the city is committed to bringing some big-time big time sporting events, and it feels like it was a subtle response to our podcast last week. Mark, what do you have to say about that? Well, it did feel that way, Drew, and I'm glad I wasn't the only one that noticed it. Uh, you know, I'm sitting here. I brought professional Birmingham, the professional football to Birmingham last year. I'm going to do it again soon. Uh, and he's sitting there talking about bringing uh, the Tuskegee Morehouse game to Birmingham. Now, Drew, I'm not. Where where is where is Morehouse College, Drew? Uh, I don't. I'm not a geography expert, Mark. Isn't it somewhere in Georgia? I thought it was in Georgia, Drew, near Atlanta. Is that not correct? I, th- I think that's right. And then Tuskegee is over there between Auburn and Montgomery, correct? Yeah, it's a couple hours away from Birmingham. But what? Why would Birmingham host a game between basically a team from Montgomery and a team from Atlanta? And Birmingham is not near those places. The only explanation I have is that Mayor Woodford maybe feels a little bit of a pressure coming on him from a lot of outside sources, such as myself, about his performance as mayor, uh, and he's trying to you know bring whatever scraps to the table he can. I don't think it makes any sense. Honestly, if you're going to play in Birmingham, might as well play it in Anchorage. You know, there's nowhere between the two. Uh, and, and this also gets to Randall Woodford, who doesn't really care about HBCU football at all. 
Uh, he doesn't care about Tuskegee. He doesn't care about Morehouse. Uh, he just wants Legion Field destroyed. He's trying to destroy the, the community of Columbus, Georgia as well, which is where the game was last year. I think this is all disgusting, Drew. And, and frankly, I, I don't know what we could do now to get him out of office. Maybe we, he can get impeached or something. I don't know. But uh, the sooner he's out of the mayor's office, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we know how many listeners we have to the podcast, and I think some uh, appropriate action will be taken. Um, you know, we're recording this on uh, just a couple of days after Valentine's Day. I would be remiss, Mark, if I asked, uh, you know, what did you and Mrs. Jennings do to celebrate? Well, we had a big night planned, Drew. We had her going to go to a big party with some other couples, and uh, we go to this game night where everybody's playing uh, playing these games or whatever, and uh, we get there, and everybody's putting their keys in some sort of salad bowl. I thought that was pretty weird. But uh, before we start playing Yahtzee, whatever we were going to do next, I get an emergency call from the coach asking if I can give him an evaluation. So, I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to stay at the party. That's part of the uh, risk of the job. You know, it's part of the downside is, you know, sometimes you get interrupted, much like a doctor or some sort. Um, you get interrupted all the time. So, uh, I had Tom come over. If you remember Tom, he came over and, and, and filled my spot. Uh, at the party, and I, I, I think they had a good time, Drew. I'm not, I'm not totally sure what happened at the party. I got home late at night, and Tom had this woman named, named Chelsea over there at the house, and I didn't see my wife again until Sunday. So it was a long weekend for me, Drew. Uh, I didn't see my wife for a while, but that's fine. But apparently, she had a real good time. Uh, is this Chelsea common spelling with an e a at the end? I believe it's with three e's, Drew. Okay, well, hopefully, her and Tom with two m's had a good time. Did you get a chance to meet her? I did not, Drew. That's Tom with two M's. That's T-H-O-M-M. I think uh, three E's in Chelsea. I don't know how you get three E's in there, but C-H-E-L-S-E-E, I think is how you spell it. So, uh, that, that, they had a good time on weekend, Drew. I, you know, I was busy doing my uh, breaking down film, doing my evaluations, and they had a good time for Valentine's Day. So, I think everybody was pretty pleased with the outcome. Outstanding. Hey, so I noticed the Alabama LSU basketball game. Before we talk about that, uh, Wendell Hudson's jersey was retired, number 20. He's the first – a University of Alabama athlete to have his his jersey number retired. What uh, did you have anything to do with that, or what what could you say about Wendell Hudson in his career? I had nothing to do with that, Drew. But you know, we talk a lot about him as a player, but we don't ever mention about how his his tenure as a women's basketball coach. And if we he didn't have the type of success that he had as the women's basketball coach. I'm not so sure his number gets retired. So I wish we'd talk a lot more a lot more about the great things he did with the women's basketball team, but. uh that's neither here nor there. Fantastic player, fantastic person, and uh, nobody deserves it more than him. All right, so Alabama beats LSU 88-82. It's a tremendous win for the Tide as they still trying to keep their name on that NCAA tournament bubble, and then they go to you know the last part of the season where they really have a lot of must-win games. But about the game itself, you have talked time and time again about how Will Wade of LSU is the best coach in the country. How did you help Coach Oates uh, prepare for this matchup? Well, there have been rumors floating around. I want to go and get in front of them so we can get the whole truth out here. Uh, I, I'm officially now a paid consultant for uh, Coach Oates, the Alabama basketball program. Um, I spent three days coming up with Coach Oates, trying to come up with a game plan to beat Will Wade. Uh, well, luckily it all turned out. So uh, I, I've come on in official capacity as a consultant. I know that rumors are floating around. I want to go out and say it is true. Uh, other things that you read uh, are not true, but this one is. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to finish out the season with Coach Oates, maybe have a future together after this season. That's great. Are you allowed to contact recruits yet? Uh, I'm, I, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that, Drew. I already have so many relationships with players and families, and I don't feel comfortable 
going from a, a basically a, a, a connections person on the recruiting trail to someone uh, trying to persuade players to go in a certain direction. That's not something I feel comfortable doing. And frankly, I think it's pretty disgusting when you have, you know, uh, people involved in high school athletics being, uh, you know, uh, coaches, boosters, whoever, who are supposed to be neutral in all this, and they push players in one direction. I think that's absolutely disgusting, Drew. Isn't that way that way they do in the subscription sites, though? Well, yeah, Drew, that's 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 – that's why I don't like subscription sites. So I have to say this again. So I feel like I've said this a thousand times. Outstanding. Hey, um, well, let's talk a little bit about the game. At the end, you see Herb Jones. Uh, he's shooting his right-handed free throws. It was really one of the top moments in recent Alabama basketball history. But he gets fouled, and he, he's got the broken wrist, and he's playing through it, getting 17 rebounds with a cast. That was approved by the SEC on his left hand. But obviously, he's not going to take many offensive shots unless he's right on the goal. Alabama's up two, he gets fouled, shoots both free throws right-handed and, and drills both of them. Uh, what, how could – did you have any any input in, in Herb shooting free throws that way? Well, yeah, I saw him at practice. I saw him struggle with his free throws. I suggest you try it right-handed, you know. I'm, uh, I think a lot of times players are scared to do something unorthodox. Uh, you, you know, you look way back with the granny shot and the free throw, how that used to be real popular now – I would ever do it anymore because uh, he's a little scared to do it. But, you know, Herb, Herb, you know, was a great player, struggled a lot with the shot. I suggest you maybe try with his offhand. And uh, he started practicing with it a little bit, got pretty good at it. And uh, I'm excited for him, Drew. He's a great kid out of Moundville right down the street from Tuscaloosa. So nobody deserves the success that he's had or that he got to experience in the last game more than him. Yeah, absolutely. He's a 100% free throw shooter as a right-handed player. He had struggled a little bit from uh, his natural side. Um, and he actually hurt his wrist when his best friend, Trendon Watford, fouled him on an alley-oop try in the road game at LSU. Of course, it wasn't called a foul, but, you know, he was going up for a lob and he got bumped and not a dirty play or anything. It's just a common foul that should have been called, but it wasn't. Uh, Trendon Watford out of Mountain Brook, he got booed every time he touched the ball. And he, uh, you know, students were calling him a traitor because he left the state of Alabama to go play for LSU. And, you know, uh, I think it's probably – I think it's fair that he got booed and, and he got called that. Uh, I don't think it's – I think it's ridiculous when anybody tweets at any player or any recruit. But what uh, – I know you had to have watched film of the game. Uh, what did you think about all that? Well, I think it's just disgusting. I'm embarrassed for the uh, Allen basketball student section. I, I think what they did was absolutely abhorrent. Uh, frankly, I think they should take their tickets away for the rest of the season. You look at any other top-flight basketball recruit in this state – uh, football crazy state. They'd all do the same thing what he did. They lead the state and go play a, for a blue blood and elite coach like Will Wade and LSU. You know, you look at guys in the past, guys like Joshua Langford went to Michigan State, Demarcus Cousins there, Eric Bledsoe went to Kentucky, Christian Watford went to Indiana, DJ White went to Indiana. You know, guys like Mario Austin, Bart Heisch, they both went to Mississippi State, these fantastic programs. And, uh, uh, you can't blame Trenton Watford for doing what he did, but I thought what the students and their actions on the game Saturday was absolutely disgusting. And, uh, uh, frankly, I'm embarrassed for them. I'm embarrassed for their families. And uh, hopefully they can get right, Drew. They're just kids. They, don't, maybe they might not know any better, but uh, hopefully they can grow to have a little sort of respect in class that uh, uh, apparently the university prides itself on, Drew. Yeah, well, it's a good thing most all of them listen to this podcast, isn't it? Hopefully they'll learn a life lesson from this. Well, I hope so, Drew. Maybe if they, if the people they've had in their lives can't get to them and try to show them what's right, maybe I can to listen to me, Drew. But uh, 
Uh, I'm holding out hope for them. They're just kids again. I hope they uh, hope they improve their character, uh, man, and, and get right coming up here real quick before they get out into the real world. Absolutely. And later Saturday night on Twitter, Bucky McMillan, who you know very well, he's the coach at Mountain Brook. He coached Trendon Watford during his high school career. Uh, he quote tweeted someone that said, every one of those fans would drop out of school right now if they could and be his future agent. And then when he got some backlash – not sure there's a bigger Bama fan than me, Bucky says, have supported the sports program since birth and always will. Whole family went to Bama. Trend and Watford grew up the same way with a love and a continued love for the university. Sad to see so many people have animosity for one of our own. Uh, do you think Bucky was out of line here? Should he have maybe just logged off Twitter about 6 p.m. on Saturday night, or, or are you behind him here? I, I 100% support Bucky McMillander. I've known him for a long time. We've been playing poker together. Uh, for a long time. He was a regular, actually, at my, my old casino at the basement of the bowling alley. So I've known Bucky for a long time, Drew. Uh, very recently, I got him connected in some new, with some new uh, what we call bookies, uh, some people who are willing to take sports bets. I've been willing to uh, get him in touch with the new ones because apparently he's uh, got some trouble with the old ones. That's neither here nor there. Uh, we're talking about Trenton Watford here. Uh, we're talking about his best option. When Will Wade and LSU were in the picture, it really doesn't take a long time to figure out uh, what is best for him and his family. So uh, I completely support Bucky Millen. He's, as I said earlier, he's 100% correct about the Alabama student section because they are, they are just disgusting, Drew. Yeah. Tell me, you know, a lot of people have questions about Will Wade. And you look at a guy, he was at VCU as the head coach, coached at Chattanooga, still a fairly young guy. I think he's only about 35 or 36. And he signs these elite recruits before he ever coaches a game at LSU. You know, he got Tremont Waters away from Georgetown uh, for his first year. Signs Naz Reed from New Jersey, and then, you know, Javante Smart from Baton Rouge, who's a five-star recruit. Signs all these guys before he coached a game at LSU. What is it about Coach Wade? And I've seen him mic'd up and stuff like that on TV before, especially for the road game. And I, I wasn't her- terribly impressed. But, you know, you're a guy who watches a lot more film than I do, and you talk to a lot of people who, who probably have told you more about Will Wade, and you know the guy personally. What is it about Coach Wade that – has him so in, as in the upper echelon of national coaches these days. Well, you look at him when he's mic'd up on, on on these national TV games. He might not come off as very smooth or very slick. But uh, first off, he he's, he might be the best Texas and O's coach I've really been around the past decade, and and that's the first thing. And secondly, uh, recruiting isn't about being slick and being smooth. Recruiting is about building relationships with families and players, and nobody really does that better than him. He really cares about these kids. He cares about making sure that they and their families are, are going to be well taken care of for the rest of their future. And uh, I, I just think he's fantastic. I'm a huge fan of Will Wade. And I think uh, it's not a surprise that, uh, you know, you look at the past two years and they've had this huge success uh, in SEC basketball. Certainly going to continue as long as he's there. Yeah, I think so as well. Hey, Mark, when we talked last week, uh, we took listener questions and someone asked you about the uh, – the Alabama men's basketball alumni team playing for a shot at $2 million in the basketball tournament, which happens every summer, uh, thetournament.com. And you came out, you, you let everybody know that you are the general manager of this team. Um, what uh, Has there been any update? Uh, have you guys gotten the ball rolling in the last week or so on that? Drew, I've been bombarded with by the last week with old players who have uh, come out of the woodwork to try to get a tryout for the team. And, uh, uh, hundreds of them, really, and, and, and the great news is that this is a 10-session tryout, and each tryout's four hours, and uh, if you missed the first one, uh, there's going to be plenty more. 
I just want to make sure everybody knows we're going to be up to come out two hours early because we do running before the four-hour workout. So uh, you're certainly get some exercise in. I only want guys who are in peak physical shape, and uh, if you're a little out of shape, uh, I hope you have a lot of endurance because you're going to need it. So if you guys want, if you're an Alabama foreign basketball player and you're listening, uh, you send me a message on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at markjennings55, or you can email me. My email address is markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. One word, markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. Find me there. Find me on Twitter. Either one's great. I get a little back, back to you a little faster on Twitter, but uh, either one's fine, Drew. And I, I look forward to, to getting more emails from football players and maybe catching up a little bit. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't know you had had one, a tryout session. Uh, are you able to share maybe some guys who were there and how, how – how they are some guys who stood out in that first session? I can't share too much, Drew, but uh, uh, I can mention some guys who were there. I was excited to see Wade Kaiser and MC Mazik. I thought they looked really good battling in the paint. Thal- Thalmas McGee, his weight is not where I want it is, uh, but he's a big guy, and everybody knows uh, in the modern game, the modern game is played in the paint, and you got to have a big guy to win. And uh, I, I like Thalmas McGee in that setting, uh, but I think they'd be a little more in shape. Uh, in a three-and-three three game where he doesn't have to run up and down the floor, he might be unstoppable, Drew. Uh, Brian Passink was there. He looked great. Uh, he, he liked like he could play in college right now. His physique is just ready to go. Uh, he's got the same kind of muscle mass and muscle density and just looks great in his uniform, Drew. Uh, Travis did it. Anton Reese, they got into a three-point shootout after practice. That was really spirited. Uh, let's see who else is there. I'm looking at the list. Uh, oh, we almost had a fight, Drew. A couple players came to blows. A couple guys who uh, – who you'd probably expect from their upbringing, who would uh, uh, maybe get even in even in their older years can't really get away from their upbringing and the, the tough situation they had growing up. Uh, Jim Farmer and Jeremy Hayes really got into it. Uh, Jim Bakken has been the best player there, and you can tell he spends way too much time playing adult basketball leagues. So, uh, you know, I worry about these guys because they look so good on the hoof uh, player that they spend too much time playing basketball, and not enough time in the real world. Uh, increasing their wealth, but uh, that's fine. Jim Bakken looks fantastic. He's probably going to start for us. Uh, John Felix looks like another starter on the wing. Bobby Lee Hurt showed up. Uh, Bobby Lee Hurt uh, came in to Maine to be a starter and play, but I, I, I basically sent him away when he refused to do workouts. Uh, Jason Caffey has added a three-point shot to his game. Marvin Orange was a surprise. Um, guys, I'm looking forward to seeing in the next tryout. David Bacos already committed. Darby Rich, Sam Hackett, Al Weber. I expect to see them all there next week at the tryout. So, uh, as you can tell, Drew had a lot of old players show up in the first tryout, but there's still plenty more left if you haven't uh, haven't haven't gotten a shot yet. So, uh, contact me on Twitter's email, as I said, and I look forward to to updating you more on these tryouts later on, Drew. Yeah, I look forward to hearing more about those tryouts and seeing this team on TV next summer. The Alabama baseball team is off to a 3-0 start. Owen Diodati, the freshman designated hitter outfielder, played a lot of catcher in high school. Three home runs, eight RBIs in his first weekend as a college player, two in the opening game. And uh, tell me, Mark, uh, you know, Owen is from Canada. How, how did Coach Bohannon get Owen Diodati to Alabama? Well, back when Coach Bohannon was an assistant at Kentucky, I told him he needed to get in the can a little more. Thanks to global warming and climate change, Canada's playing a baseball a lot longer these days. And, and frankly, it's a lot easier to get guys from Canada to come south than it is to get guys from Florida to come north. And, uh, I'm proud of him. He listened to me, adopted that mantra. Uh, earlier, I believe, we talked about Owen Diodati. I compared to Casey Dunn. And frankly, after the first weekend, I think that comparison is spot on, Drew. 
You're talking about the Casey Dunn who played at Auburn, right? Yeah, Casey Dunn played at Auburn. Drew, I believe, coaches somewhere in the state now. So, uh, it's a fantastic college player. Owen Diodati, I believe, is going to fall in his footsteps. Yeah, and we talked last year. We did a podcast about the Alabama baseball signees. You have to go back and search maybe you know, November 2018, I believe it was. Uh, we didn't talk about Antoine John, and that's John, and that's because he committed in the spring. and He started Sunday's game, the left-handed pitcher, also from Canada. Who is a guy that you would compare him to? Because I know we've gotten a lot of questions from that. Uh, Terry Mulholland, Drew. I don't know how big of a baseball fan you are. Do you remember Terry Mulholland? Yeah, out of Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Absolutely, Drew. That's him. I really like the way he plays. And, uh, I, yeah, we got a lot of these, Drew. I'm not going to be able to spend five minutes on each one, Drew. I got, it's, it's, I got stuff I got to do. All right. Well, let's just finish the podcast. I'm going to go down the list of guys who were announced this past fall for who will be playing for the Crimson Tide next year. And you can spend as much or as little bit as little time as you want. Um, let's start with Bryce Eblen, the 5'11", 160-pound infielder from Greenwood, Indiana. He's got a big glove, but he's got real light power. Uh, got to be a middle infielder. Reminds me of Raphael Belliard. Okay. How about Jake Eddington, a six foot three, hundred and seventy five right handed pitcher from Donovan, Missouri? Donovan, Missouri, in the southeast part of Missouri. He reminds me a lot of uh, Steve Bedrosian, Drew. Yeah, Bedrock. Okay. Uh, Eli Giles, a five eleven, hundred and seventy pound right handed pitcher from Faith Academy in Mobile. I love the way he positions himself on the rubber. Drew reminds me of Brandon Beachy. Okay. How about Grayson Hitt, a big, tall left-handed pitcher from Germantown, Tennessee? This is a little before your time, Drew, but Vita Blue. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about there. Uh, Alabama got a catcher from Louisville, Kentucky, six foot three, 205-pounder, Grant Nip. I don't think I've ever seen anyone, uh, you know, at his age uh, be as quick and efficient as he is as, as when there's a pop-up at getting the mask off and throwing it away so he can find the ball. Uh, reminds a lot of maybe the most clutch power hitter of all time, Jim Layritz. Oh, yeah, okay. How about Logan Morris, a six foot two infielder from Madison, uh, James Clemens High School? Uh, reminds me a lot of Aubrey Huff. He might grow up to be a, a, the first baser, baseman or a corner outfielder. Okay. How about Will Portera, 5'11", 180-pound infielder from Memphis, Tennessee? Honus Wagner. Okay. How about Dylan Ray? He's six foot three, a right-handed pitcher and an infielder from uh, Bob Jones in Madison. Uh, Hoyt Wilhelm. Okay. Caden Rose, also from Bob Jones, and a middle infielder. Delano DeShields. Okay. And then last of all, Braden Rose, six foot one, 180 pound, right-handed pitcher from Corner High School in Warrior. Uh, he reminds a lot of Brad Klontz and hope they take my advice just the way that Brad Klontz took my advice. I hope they convert Braden Rowe into a side armor. Outstanding. Well, that will wrap up this shorter edition of the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. Go search and subscribe on any podcast platform. Tell your friends. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Drew, thank you, Drew. I hope to talk to you soon. All right, we will talk to you guys soon.